Good morning, everybody. It's another sunny Wednesday morning. Uh, this week is moving by pretty fast. So I didn't even realize it was actually Wednesday. So we had two more days before the weekend. Uh, hope everybody's been blessed. Hope everybody's been having a great week so far. Uh, hope you've been keeping up with the sports world like I have. Uh, so I'll talk quickly about the NBA games, a few of them, and then we'll get to another subject that I'd like to talk about. So with NBA games, uh, I'm sure we all saw that the Brooklyn Nets, uh, the good old sixth man, probably everyone crowns him or Lou Williams, the, the greatest sixth man to play the game. So uh, Jamal Crawford signed a deal with the Nets a couple of weeks ago, joined the bubble, and he basically uh, put the team on his back a little bit yesterday to get the upset win over the Bucks because it's uh, interesting because the Nets were 18.5 underdogs and ended up beating the Bucks. So if you made bets out there, I, I, feel, I feel bad for you because apparently that they didn't want you to have that money. But, uh, yeah, they had the upset, and it, it hasn't been a good look for Milwaukee so far, the fact that they've uh, lost two in a row against teams that you think they will have no issue with. Uh, you know, them losing to Houston on Sunday who played small ball, you would think that Giannis would would be able to, you know, dominate completely the whole, not, well, let me not just put it on Giannis, team effort, but the fact you think they would have been able to beat a, a smaller Rockets team. And then uh, yesterday with the Nets, who was missing basically every star they could, you know, Kyrie, Katie, the main ones that they're missing. So it, it was, it, it's kind of bucks to have to regroup a little bit to try to see uh, what they're doing wrong so they won't have these type of issues in the playoffs because they'll end up seeing the Nets again potentially because the Nets are the eight seed and they're the one seed. So they want to try to get that uh, figured out before they meet them again come pl uh, playoff time. And then uh, last night with Boston and the Heat, I know Jimmy Butler was out. So uh, the Heat had to go without him for that game. And they looked pretty, pretty good without him as well. I think he will bring another aspect in the game with his defense and, you know, his scoring ability, but they still looked at either. They didn't feel like they were uh, missing anything. That's a good, well-rounded young team. And, uh, you know, we have to give some shout-out to Eric Spolster, too. I mean, ever since he had that, uh, you know, the dream team with LeBron, Chris Bosh, and D. Wade, it was kind of questioned, was he actually a good coach or was it just the fact that he had three future Hall of Famers on his team? And I think that Eric Spoelstra is a legit, legitimate good coach. I mean, you have to think. Uh, it's, I think I saw a stat line where it says nine of his 11 years that the, he had made the playoffs. So that's a good stat in itself. And LeBron's been gone from, uh, from the Miami Heat since 2014. So that's a great feat to even be put in that category. So you can see that he's actually a legitimate good coach and the talent he's bringing he, he'll be able to be a Miami Heat coach for, I think, potentially till he retires if he keeps it up the way he's going. So that's my take on the Miami Heat. And then last night, you know, Portland and Houston uh, signed off, signed it off. Uh, that was a great game. We saw uh, Melo hit a game winner. And it's good to see Melo in the league. It, it, it's great to see him finally fit in with an offense that uh, particularly caters to his skill level now. I think in the last few teams he went on that it wasn't much success and with OKC and the Rockets, I think it's because uh, he's gotten older. I don't think he can typically move at the pace that they wanted 
him to move. And he's also uh, become more of a spot-up shooter. So I think that Portland caters to that, the way the offense is ran, for him to be a spot-up three-point shooter, a spot-up uh, mid-range jumper shooter. So I'm I'm happy to see Melo thriving. So with that being said, uh, Portland winning that game has now become uh, the ninth seed, you know, and the Pelicans winning their game, they're the 11th seed. So that's going to be an interesting riff uh, whenever – these games still keep going on. So it's going to be interesting to see though how those two shake up. Uh, oh, and let me not forget uh, D-Book cooking. The D-Book cookbook, as they say. He uh, hit the game winner against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And the Suns, the Suns are, uh, don't sleep on the Suns. They're 3-0 and on the bubble. One against particularly good teams. I mean, the Clippers are... Uh, a finals team that they beat, and that, that's 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 nothing to be uh, slighted. Uh, you know, the whole team looks in rhythm. The, and I, Devin Booker has never been to a playoff. I think he's hungry to at least get to a playoff. And I believe that uh, if they play their cards right, they could potentially be in the play-in game. So it's it's interesting. It's almost like uh, I tweeted the other day. It's almost like we got a a little bit of March Madness that we didn't get with these uh, eight games before the playoffs and then the playing game. So we kind of got a little bit of a, a March Madness thing going on in the NBA, and I, I'm here for it, man, because uh, we, we all missed March Madness. You know, that's an integral part of the year, integral part of basketball that didn't get played this year. It was sad to see that, but it's good to see basketball come back still with that. So uh, without further ado, I wanted to address a subject matter uh, that I saw yesterday with TCU head coach Gary Patterson getting called out by one of his players, Dylan Jordan, for saying the N-word. So apparently he was in a team meeting and the word was addressed and then Dylan Jordan decided to expose it. Can't, uh, maybe it happened, I think this happened a few years ago or a year ago. I don't know the specific date. So he basically made a tweet saying, I only speak the truth. And he gave his story about when he was at a team meeting and the uh, Gary Patterson apparently said the N-word. And then another TCU player quoted that tweet. Uh, his name was 88 the Great, and his at name is Tay Mike 88 And he said, brother man said, stop saying N-word in the meetings. Dylan said, what? Coach P said, you've been saying the N-word with the A in meetings, not you n-word with the er now the word shouldn't be used in any form or fashion but dylan wrong for making it seem that way um expletive is soft of you son so apparently we have two players here who are giving their versions of the story and apparently uh one is defending the coach for basically he's he's defending uh him for saying he didn't say the er he said the a and the other one just said what well, shouldn't be said in general. And this is an argument that's been going on since I've been alive with how can someone who's not African-American, how should we act when they say the word, say the word, uh, the N-word? My perspective of it is it's a different generation. I believe that that word has become more integral and and more cool, should I say, in the lingo now. Because I've been places where I see plenty of people who are non-white say it and nobody really, really blinks an eye. It's almost like it become natural to say it and not get offended. But then you have some who don't want 
to hear that word. And it, it, it's a tough rift. It's a tough rift between it. But I think people have forgotten the power and the insensitiveness and the issues that saying that word comes with. You know, it brings about a bad time in America's history, slavery, and then Jim Crow era. So I think that I believe that if you are not African American, if you are not in that stand, you should really refrain yourself from saying that word if you can because of the weight it holds. So in Gary Patterson's situation, it's more of maybe you didn't mean to sound racially charged, but the way it came off and you being a older gem, a six-year-old white male saying that word, it, it can hit a nerve to younger players and even uh, people, the fans or people who grew up in that generation. And him being 60, I'm sure he saw that ish, saw those issues live and up front. So I believe that coaches in themselves have a more responsibility to never have that word part their lips anyways because you are an authority figure and most of your teams are usually full of African-American players who come from all sorts of backgrounds and everything. So I'm just here to say that if you can't avoid saying that word, which you should, just don't say it because it, it, it brings a bunch of negativity to you and you could be the, the greatest person ever, but then that saying that word will put a bad mark onto your name because of how the culture and how my culture and how black people view it. So if you can, just don't say it. And I'm not necessarily defending Gary Patterson for what he said. I'm not necessarily calling him a bad person, but if it was said, he should come out and make a public apology and he should make a statement and we, we should and go forward from there, deal with the consequences as it may. But that's my perspective on it. So, I mean, however you guys think should, it should be dealt with, that's, that's on you. And it, it's always been a lighthearted topic. It's always been a hard topic to talk about. You know, it, 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 it's one of those things that it'll always be a debate, just like racial issues, just like police brutality. It's, it, it's a... It's a it's a problem we have and we'll probably continue to have until, you know, till whenever. But getting on a lighter note, I just wanted to get my perspective on that. Hopefully that gets situated. But on a lighter note, we have uh, NBA games today. Uh, we have interesting matchups, okay? So you have the Grizzlies and the Jazz. Uh, the Grizzlies are now 0-3 and it's, uh, apparently Jaron Jackson has suffered an MCL sprain. Uh, it was reported yesterday from the Pelicans game, so he is now out for the season. So they'll definitely be missing that, the person, that scoring machine as well. I got the Jazz in that. I just think that they'll, uh, they're still sore about the Lakers' loss. Felt like they had a chance to come back and win. I think the Jazz will take that. 76ers and Wizards, 76ers because, you know, the, the Wizards are basically <laughs> were invited to do cardio at this point, it looks like. They don't have any of their, like, top players. They don't have Bradley Beal. They don't have John Wall. So it's... But basically, they're just there to just say they were at the bubble. Nuggets and Spurs, uh, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's an interesting matchup because, you know, the Spurs are also on the field, and they've been looking good in the, in the bubble as well. You know, DeRozan become more of a leadership. You're seeing more of those young guys getting more comfortable playing with each other. And, you know, it, it, it's Coach Pop has set himself a culture of training young players to be Hall of Famers like he did with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, 
Manu, you know, all those players. So Pop is, to me, the one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game. But I think I'll, I think I'll take the Spurs on this one just because of their height and athleticism. And Bobo has been balling out as well. He's been as good as advertised or he was advertised. So I got the Nuggets in that. Thunder and Lakers. I'll take the Lakers because I believe that uh, they're on a they're on a roll to keep winning. But of course, I said the other day they may just want to you know rest their starters coming in the fourth quarter since they've already clinched the number one side of the West. But who knows? Maybe LeBron and AD want to keep winning, keep going for the team. So I got the Lakers in that. Not sleep on the Thunder though, because the Thunder have looked great with Shai Gillis Alexander and Chris Paul facilitating. You know, Stephen Allen being a decent big man. So, so it, that one could go either way. Raptors and Magic, I got the Raptors. Uh, enough said about that. Nets and Celtics, oh, well, uh, they're both coming off their, uh, their couple doing double, double games, back-to-back games. So it's really a toss-up for me. But I think it will be Boston more than likely. Uh, they'll, they'll be sore about that loss. Or it could be the Nets because the Nets are on a high from winning. So it depends on who had the momentum and who ends up scoring the most, as always. So uh, those are my takes. Hope you all have a great day and hope uh, you tune into the next podcast. Hope you all stay safe during these times and always it's a pleasure. Peace.